Welcome to Three's a Tribe. I'm Adam, published author and poet and founder of The Nova Encounter. This is a podcast where I invite two fellow creatives to chat about their craft, the personal, everything and anything. I start this conversation the way almost every great conversation begins, each of us breaking the ice with a question for the others. Who's first? Let me start. My name is uh, Benjamin Arianto. I am the founder of Grimm & Company. We are a boutique F&B branding and marketing agency in Singapore. So nice to meet you guys. So my question to the tribe is, if your life was, if you could name your life after a movie title, what would it be? I'll I'll, I'll continue. Probably gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) What is your problem, (laughs) Harry? Uh, (laughs) Too fast, too furious. (laughs) I'm serious, my work schedule. But anyway, Adam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> my life is all about work. So, okay, I'm yeah. going to go with Titanic. Why? Because you know, Why? A- a- Adam Ty. How so. are you a poet? I am a poet. Oh, <laughs> I never wow. said I was a good one, but I, I, I just am a poet. <laughs> all right, Heron. Work schedule. Work schedule, you're hit. I'm asking you to ask, like, introduce yourself. Oh, my, oh, introduction, yes. Okay, so about that. Hi, I am Heron. I'm also known as guy who does pretty much everything in the house or out of the house or everywhere else. That's a long nickname. Yeah, that's a very long ass nickname. Some people mistake me for the bird. Like, for example, Adam, who actually thought my name is spelled as the bird, Heron, which, no, Ah. actually it's not. But anyway, my introduction actually consists of a pretty long way to introduce. So I'm just going to shorten it for you. I do pretty much everything under the sun, be it tech, FNB, we're talking about entertainment, anything else, everywhere in between. Well, Swiss actually, Army Knife Boy. Kinda, maybe? Yeah. And what's mm. your goddamn question to the tribe? If, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Stop oh. staring at me like that. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Now I'm scared. Okay, but anyway, my question to to the tribe would be if you had an opportunity to start all over again, we're talking about a completely new life, would you take that chance or would you not? No, absolutely not. What about you, Ben? No, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with the choices I've made Mm. and happier the people I've connected with. No change. Yeah, I'm right there with Ben. Mm. That's a great question though. And so my turn to close this off. If you had a, if you had to get a tattoo right now, what would it be? Ooh, who's gonna start? If you guys pick a picture of me or one of my poems, I will not be angry. Do we get a discount on your poems? No. Okay. Then no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Now we have the answer. I don't see an incentive. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually probably get SpongeBob. On Where my though? On the forearm. Yeah, why, why do you give me that judgmental look when I say Spongebob? I think this is my normal look. <laughs> so for those who are listening, I'm just going to say this. Adam gave me a very menacing look and very concerned at the I, did I don't know not. how that works. But yeah. <laughs> right, so Spongebob on the forearms. Because uh, let's say my body's actually, I'm actually going through a full body tattoo. So I wanted something a little bit more cheeky on the forearm. So where I roll up my sleeves, so people don't actually, it breaks the stigma of, ah, oh, I like that. that kind of scary people. But no, it's just, it's just crayon for adults, you know, like that kind of thing. So then from there onwards, well, above the arm and onwards, there, that's the actual serious stuff. Yeah. Okay. And Ben? Ooh, for me, I've been thinking about this for some time because initially I didn't want a tattoo. I didn't want a tattoo, but for me, I will actually get a bear. That's my spirit animal. I totally fuck with that. Oh, yeah, by the way, Heron, Ben's nickname is Bear. Yeah. 
totally fuck with it. Like it's it's my spirit animal because there's two sides to the bear. There's that warm, friendly, cuddly side, yeah. and there's that fucking apex predator they don't want to mess with. And I just I just fuck with that so bad. And for me, I would love to get one on my on my forearm of myself and the rest of the people that I really care about as the bears. And I will be like this standing bear then with like other family members as the other bears kind of like near me because I want to portray myself as like the protector because that's why I see myself for the people I really care about. Cute. And hopefully there's enough space uh, on my arm because right now my arm is not that big so I need to like... So why not the whole arm? <laughs> I don't so know how much you get steroids for this freaking like tattoo. My arm is too strong. Just like, do the whole arm. <laughs> No way, the the tattoo artist, I just end up drawing my chest as well. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. Okay. Um, shall we have a toast? Oh, yes. Does anyone have a good toast? I, I know. Should, I think you just keep it simple. I think there's one that just came to my mind. It's on the fly. Good wealth, good health, and great sex. Thank you. God in 60 seconds. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> oh, it's a nice drink you got us. Where'd you, where'd you get us? I got you guys soju. So, mm. uh, Heron, I, I'm pretty sure you know this, but Ben and I actually were the ones who started up Grayman Company, but I actually left um, during COVID time and Ben actually held the fort, did a fucking amazing job with it. And he managed to get like a whole bunch of clients and Chuga is one of them. So I personally am not a great drinker, but uh, this shit is outstanding. Hey, this comes a lot from like, this means a lot, sorry, not comes a lot. This I'm done. Oh God. Oh, a slip of tongue. Damn, your fiance is a lucky one. Wow. <laughs> this means a lot because this guy drinks ice lattes. Absolutely. And ice. Yes. Absolutely. Extra ice, less latte. Yes. Correct. What kind of order is that? With a separate glass of ice. Correct. Yes. yes. No and, shame. And he doesn't drink alcohol and he actually appreciates uh, this lychee flavor. Which is I cool. really do. It's a great drink. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Shout out to Truga for making great lychee and uh, other flavors as well. And also shout out to your shirt. Nice shirt, Ben. Yes, I just realized. No, actually, I didn't just realize. Yeah, wearing we, the same shirt. <laughs> Why? Okay, so the whole thing was, okay, Heron, I don't know if you know this, but like a couple of weeks back, do you know there's this thing on TikTok where the whole, where girls like, prank their boyfriends to all show up at like a cafe or a restaurant or something wearing the same shirt. So our girlfriends like did the same thing. Um, they made us, they bought us all shirts from Uniqlo. We went to this nice dinner and then like the six of us, five of us guys were all wearing the same shirt. And today was unintentional at all. So I guess Ben, you and I still have that sync. That's true. But let's admit, I look 25% more handsome <laughs> than you in this shirt. <laughs> actually um so i thought this episode came at a really good time because the two of you actually have pretty cool things going on ben you actually have um gotten grim into a new office and heron it was recently your birthday was past tense was was <laughs> how long ago was that two weeks ago how did that feel old Okay. Did okay. You do How anything I, special? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I actually did. How do I put this? Uh, you know, when you reach uh, this age, 
Okay, I just turned 30. Okay, fine. Don't make it sound like you're so old, Heron. I'm 31. <laughs> so am I, man. Hey, just celebrate your 30th and shut okay. the fuck up. <laughs> so everyone would want to go out on a big bang. Oh yeah, let's go party, you know, do all these all these things. Sure. Stuff. Mine was celebrating at work and I was just sitting down in the afternoon. Please do not drown me in alcohol again. And I actually say this to every single person that I actually was working with. And I said, don't drown me in alcohol. And then by the time I got home, I finished two bottles of tequila. Oh God. I was bored. I was bored off my mind. It's like, yeah, let's do tequila shots. One. Five, yes, and I passed out that day. So yeah, if you consider that special, I survived two bottles of tequila on my own. Yeah, I think that's that's an achievement. Are you a big birthday guy? Yes and no. Actually, interesting question. Um, I used to be terrified of birthdays, if anything at all. Why? Uh, let's just say along the way, life happens. So you there, there's some things in the past that I, I would say things in my family happen, which trailed forward to like this fear, the phobia of having having like just birthdays, but not the very serious kind. It's just like, the, oh, okay. So I'm going to give an example. The, mm, okay. Yeah. The, mm, okay. It's not that bad. Not that good. So uh, this is something that happened in 2012 when I was back in the military. So I was still serving and it was just one night I was at a bar in Boat Key. So TLDR, okay. The long story short version is, imagine having to get crammed into someone else's birthday who happened to share the same day as yours. All right. And next thing you know, you realize that the awkward moment where despite your resistance, your friends just shove you into it and they tell you that it's okay, just share the birthday. And the cake only has that one person. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit you not. That oh, was that's bad. The worst. Yeah. So ever since that, I told myself, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, same birthday. Good. All the, all, all the more I should stay the fuck away from this whole thing. Okay. Bye. I, I'm busy that day. Actually, no, I'm just at home. <laughs> just, just cleaning my room or something. I don't know. Yeah. Man, everyone deserves their own cake. Everyone I, deserves their own cake. That's such a nice quote. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's, it's I'm nice gonna cool. borrow that. Is some metaphorical meaning to that? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, Why not? Okay, cool. Wow. <laughs> uh, maybe I should. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should start my own poetry service. Oh, well. oh okay. <laughs> Everyone needs their own cake poetry. That should have been your toast, by the way. That, that, let's all have cake. <laughs> hey. hey. So do you know what, what was my toast going to be? Okay, let's do one more toast because I want okay, this to be mine. Okay, okay. To the okay. nights we'll never remember with the people we'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember this? Do you remember this? Yes. Yes, I don't remember this, but now it just sounds like some 18-year-old American girl in Las Vegas <laughs> getting pissed drunk after two bottles of tequila going, hey guys, let's cheers. Oh my God, hashtag something. So, do you, okay, so for the people who are listening, the reason why Ben, Heron, and I met was because um, Ben and I had this client called Juan. It was like a nightclub in Suntec City. Oh, Heron's dying right now. And Heron was a DJ, DJ, come oh, it feels so weird to say that dj slash uh engineer for the place where he pretty much ran like he just made sure everything was running smoothly while manning the yeah. music and everything yeah that's music accurate. club uh, just to get the <laughs> classification right not a nightclub but a music club. what's the difference <laughs> you don't want to go there son okay oh, <laughs> son. <not> wrong. <laughs> older than you. ben's not wrong <laughs> oh shit do you feel like Grim actually? Okay, because now they get a new office and everything. Yes. It feels like a, I wouldn't say rebirth, but it's like a change from everything. Back mm. in the day, you and I, we will be with our other business partners in like a cafe brainstorming ideas. Mm. And now here you are with your own office. Like, how does it feel like from the time that you, you started with one until now with AKA Choga and such? Well, to be honest, I'm, I'm just proud of, um, well, myself or what? I've accomplished, but more importantly, with the people around me, with the people around me as well, it's it's still 
it's still very hard to grasp. It, it really takes time to just just slow down, breathe, and just look back and just achieve, and just look back and just appreciate what you and your collective has done. Um, it definitely is a great feeling. Yeah. But this is not the end. There is more to come. There is more to come. Anything exciting coming up? Because I know you just came from a couple of meetings. Yes. Um, the, the great thing for us is that, you know, um, in terms of a few years back, because, you know, we've been more active in the last four years. But for us, we've just accelerated in terms of building our portfolio. You know, we're working with a lot of like SME level kind of businesses. And then when at the start, it was very hard for the big brands to take us seriously. Yeah, for sure. And it's just very, very gratifying to see them personally knock on our doors. I think that means a lot already, going for pitches. But the more amazing thing is when they give you that validation where they go, holy shit, your idea is great and it's very different. That is, oof, that's an amazing feeling. Amazing feeling. Yeah, uh, so Heron, Ben came up with, with our, our tagline, enemies of boring. I believe that was you. Damn. No, that was you. I believe that was you. I think it was you. I, I just did the cake one. <laughs> everyone, everyone deserves a cake. That's just me. I'm not going to steal your lightning, my friend. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. <laughs> just finishing the soldier quietly while you know, we're talking. Actually, on the way here, um, Heron and I were talking about something yes. where we were chatting about how, which I found quite interesting about how COVID actually turned out to be kind of a blessing in disguise for him, which actually was the same thing for you. Because one of the reasons why I quit Oh, no, not quit. Why I stepped away from Grim Heron is actually um, I needed to save my own other business as well because COVID hit everyone. Like everyone was struggling. So I remember me and the two other business partners told Ben, we're like, you know what, man? Uh, I think we need to step away and we need to fix things. And Ben was like, then I'll do it myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like like some Thanos shit. I wore a Liam Neeson mask and said it. (laughs) I don't know who you are. And I forgot the rest. What was that? <laughs> that was a shit. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know who lines. you are. Okay, done. <laughs> I forgot the lines. I'm sorry. The, 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 the waiter just next. Who are you talking to? <laughs> What's wrong with you? The inner monologue just became external. What? Hey, we're close. <laughs> oh, my oh, sorry. Okay, no wait. But my whole point was that mm. how uh, Heron was talking about how mm. actually COVID was like a blessing in disguise, and I was wondering if you could like elaborate more on that. For me, it was how do I put this? Okay, to put it specifically, it it changed everyone's perspective about everything that we do. You know, like the whole, oh, you work from Monday to Friday. Let's start with that, for example. Monday to Friday is nine to five. Standard office hours, right? Yeah. Now you have more people fighting for work from home. People realize that you don't have to go through the whole trouble of trying to fight for transport, you know, and, and just to be at the office early or something like that. And people start to realize the value of time. I think that's the most important concept that most people throw at the back of their heads and just don't really bother much with it. That includes my dad and most of my relatives, in fact, and most of my friends and everyone. Let's start let, uh, on that. Okay, so, and it's at that moment when you realize that there's so much more than just the things that we do. It feels endless, like, you know, the job and everything. Nine to five, go home, yeah. sleep, wake up. It's a cycle, five. right? Yeah. And people realize that there's more value to life. So, of course, then that goes over to personality. People change people change over time when they realize that they have come to terms with themselves, be it the good, the bad, the ugly. And take, for example, this may this may go a little bit dark, but this is actually Do something it. that happened last uh, month, actually. So I had a friend. 
he actually just filed for his divorce. I well, maybe I've introduced him my to my friends uh, oh, who are actually uh, in the law side, and they were like, "Oh, trying to sort out the whole divorce." So during the whole process, I I know both ends, so husband and wife, soon to be ex husband and ex wife. <laughs> so <Yep>. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so anyway, um, at that point they realized that they couldn't stand each other. Actually, it was just the whole absence from each other throughout the whole time of them working pre COVID that they never realized. And it was COVID that actually changed everything for them. They realized that they had very different goals, needs, wants. Wait, sorry, quick thing. Ben, you know you can just crack it open. It's fine. Oh. You need to keep it silent while Karen was talking. You could just crack not, it. You're not a compensator. It's okay. Like, oh, like not it's just courtesy. Feel free to it's crack it open. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's my first time. Yeah, guys, calm down. Okay, Karen, sorry. Anyway, so I guess COVID really changed everything. And and at that point, perspectives change and people, the people that you grew up with, especially those that you hold close, you realize that at one point, fuck, I never actually realized any of this before, you know, be it good, bad, ugly again. So coming back to this uh, current moment, it's insane. You know, you're witnessing a completely different world that most people actually ignore mm. or they maybe be by choice or maybe be it by, you know, they just really didn't realize it, it at some way they're already different from the way they act to the way they talk. Ben, it's okay. You can really Ben, you don't to- <laughs> Shout out to Truga. Shout out to Truga. Hey, I'm just trying to be courteous here, guys. It, it, it's fine. This ain't a Zack Snyder movie. You don't have to do it in slow mo. You can just like <laughs> uncork. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good, brother. It's all good. It's all good. Guess not. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So I guess my point is that the, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is that people have changed ever since the pandemic happened. Yeah. The change that was so important that everybody forgot about, that nobody actually realized that they needed that. That happened. Take it's a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, not just a breath of fresh air, but maybe even just life changing. I know some actually decided to go to become a monk, for example. So they are wow. actually in Thailand wow. right now. It's quite insane, you know, but this is what they want. They want inner peace. They want something. I have friends who are bankers. They just quit their job. You know what they're doing right now? Selling food near my place. And I was just like, wow, cool. Why? Hate the job. Never realized it before. Okay, so but what I'm trying to say is that I think the biggest change that I faced was having the courage to actually leave an industry that puts that puts you into this perpetual loop of waking up, going to work at five PM, you do your DJ things like what what not till one. like two AM and then just go back. Yeah, shout out to one. Shout out to one. Yeah, I don't miss trying to clean up the puke after at three AM, okay? Why was that you? What? <laughs> because they puke on because they puke inside the console. Yeah, it's okay, everyone. And that's it. Uh, like, yeah, the things that you're that, that both of you haven't seen. Marketing I, team. Yeah, marketing <laughs> perks, right? Yeah, go go home early. Yeah. But anyway, so I guess the biggest change that happened for me was realizing that the thousands of friends that I had how many of them were truly there for me in the first place? I think that was that, that was the biggest question that I had. And I realized that I didn't have real friends, except for you guys, of course, and, and several other people out there. And never mind my dad, he's still butt naked drunk at probably it's, I don't know what time it is right now. He's probably drunk at home. But anyway, that's my hot. Point, yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Not hot for a 64 year old over there right now. <laughs> right, well, guys, we're on the way right now. <laughs> yeah. But, one of, but the, the thing is, at that point, I realized that I too have changed. My perspective of people have changed. 
I'm no longer angry. And I realized that I never was an angry person. I, I think most people would have known me for being a hothead, but actually I realized that I was never an angry person. It was just the circumstances that I forced myself to be in for the sake of exchanging for a, an X amount of salary that turned me into this very angry person all the time. That ruined my relationship. I'm going to be honest, that nearly ruined my relationship between me and my current fiancé. And it was a mess. So after, so during the whole COVID period, it was mostly just the recovery part of not just health, physical-wise, but also realizing that there are some things in you that you probably never knew you had or you have forgotten about before. And that was the biggest change. Because I remember for the longest time, you were, you kept telling me that you wanted to quit being a DJ. You want to quit being DJ, quit being a DJ. And then oh, it got... Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. I remember that I'll see... IG stories are like, whoops, I wonder how, uh, I wonder what Heron's going through right now. And it honestly was quite hard to witness as a friend, right? Because as a fellow creative, I think that if every single week or month I was getting, I was feeling like I was being rejected for being a writer, I was unable to actually be accepted for what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, I can't even say what Heron just did. <laughs> Why? Okay. Yeah, so it's You're being courteous. Yeah. Yes, I'm being courteous right here. Unless yes, you want me to have sure. ASMR. Okay. So the whole thing was that I, I was quite worried about you. And recently you kind of told me that through COVID, you managed to find a new dimension to DJing or music or the things that you love. Oh, yeah. So about that. And to put it very simply, it was, I would say it's a, it's a different reality if I were to, if, I mean, if it makes any sense. But I would say it's a very different world out there. And it's a very big one at that. I didn't realize that this was actually something that's been going on for a while. What's that? Um, virtual reality. And it was something that, you know, like with Meta and, excuse me, moi, I actually burped. But anyway, you know, you're not going to hear it. <laughs> $4.99 only fans. But anyway, so, okay. So at that point, I realized it was a very interesting moment to actually sit there and just be in awe of, how much people have accomplished in the background and why they stay in the background. It's not because they, they are not famous or they don't have enough marketing reach. It's because they just want to be in a place where they can truly be themselves. And I think virtual reality came into a point where it helped a lot of people understand that point and discover themselves along the way. And it was it was just insane, you know, be it through the metaverse. And That's that cool because Ben's yeah. really into Web3. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Web3. We can talk about that after the show. All day. I'll set up a separate podcast. That's hard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I found myself, at first I told myself, yeah, Adam probably knows about this. Like you, you probably know about the, the, the whole thing about me trying to quit. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that I choose not to say. And I just leave it on a PR standard kind of answer. I just leave it as it is. Not because I want to lie to people, but it's not the entire truth. And especially when COVID happened and it changed my perspective about most, if not all of the people that I, th I thought I knew if I were to put it that way, it's a strong statement. I would say that I didn't want to quit. I wanted a break. I wanted a breakthrough at that, you know? And virtual reality became this very different dimension that helped me get that breakthrough. But is that, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. So so it was, it was insane. Like it's mind blowing to think about the possibility of actually doing something at the comfort of your home, you know, in your home, specifically in your underwear at home. I don't need to know that. Yeah, just TMI. I'm sorry. That's too much information. But anyway, so- Ben just spat uh, out uh, his uh, beer. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to clean that up anyway. No, but the whole, but, whole thing is- Oh, sorry. But the whole thing is that with like DJing in the metaverse- and Oh, no. In the metaverse? 
yeah, in the virtual reality and in real life, is there a difference in the experience? Because you've now that you've done both. Yes, there definitely would be a difference. I dare say that the enjoyment is on a different level. Okay, let's let me give you an example. Let's say if uh, with the recent event that I did, I'm not going to mention names for now. For now, sure. that uh, I have detached myself from the local DJ scene, the nightlife scene, not because I hate it, but because it's just I realized that by the time I actually did several shows for all these different countries, we're talking about Germany, and Berlin specifically, and then there's some in Miami, Atlanta, cool. and several other places, Taiwan, Japan. I realized that there was a very serious problem in our backyard. But let's not get into that. But my point is that it's a very different dimension. And at that, okay, for the whole virtual reality part, is that imagine this. You can have the entire experience of a full light and laser show as though you would pay for 300 to 400 plus dollars for a ticket and everything. But this one is free entry. Let's put it this way. It's all volunteer basis. And you get to experience that. And let's say if you get really wasted, what happens at a festival usually? As you do. Yeah. What happens? Let me ask you. Let me ask you both a question. You know. I just shit myself. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's no, 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 the festivals you go to. <laughs> you need diarrhea medication. Singapore Writers guy. Festival, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be there okay. on the 19th of November. See me there. <laughs> yes, I will go see you there. Watch his words flow like his diarrhea. Let's go. Oh okay. No, but for real, I'm actually doing Singapore Writers Festival. Not the diarrhea part. But what would you do, Ben? The shitty encounter. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, we're not very mature, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Well, sorry, listen. Young at heart. That's yes, different. Yeah. Okay. yeah, young That's at heart. Yeah. What, the, the festival part? Or like, yeah, the festival. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, no, no, like, the diarrhea part, definitely. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> no, like, um, because you're very much in the metaverse as well, right? Like, when, like, if you are like too tipsy or something after like the festival's over, Heron's asking, what would you do? Or like, whether you actually enjoy something like that? I wouldn't say I'm very much into metaverse. I mean, I am fully aware of what's happening. I still haven't fully experienced it myself because I still don't, be- I, I still can't find that one space that I can relate to or the one that I really feel like it's it's good to invest my time and money into it. Ambivalence. Yes, but I, I mean, there's so much happening in the background that we don't even know. Like this, everything's just happening so fast. So yeah, for me, I'll I will still take my time to to go and to go and research and see which metaverse to to spend my time in. But I do believe yes, there is the future. But I'm not as in it as Heron over here. But what do I do? I'll probably just pass out. I'll just pass out on my chair. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'll pass yeah, out so my I- chair and probably have somebody like you know attacking me where I'm like just passed out. Yeah. yeah. Idle. Yeah. So your whole point is just that it is easier for these kind of experiences to just be fully into it and then just log out, right? No, not just that. I'll make it even simpler for you. You just take off your headset, you sit down, and you just go to bed. Versus being blackout drunk uh, in 7-Eleven <laughs> in front of Clark Key, having like police officers drag your ass over like, hey, show me your IC where you're going. Uh, where's your house? Or like, people just like judging at you. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Speaking from personal experience. Sounds like it. Nope. Sounds like it. Nope. <laughs> not me. Not judging. But yeah, that actually does happen all the time. So imagine my shock and awe when I realized that at that moment, there's so much difference. It's a completely different experience altogether. So at that point I realized, okay, cool. And I thought maybe a standard club set in Singapore would actually work out. Yeah, sure, it worked out to some extent. And then I realized I was limiting myself the whole time. And it's at some point in life where you realize that if all you have done is to ever limit yourself, then when is it gonna ever stop? 
Yeah, for sure. That's so, what I feel. Yeah, exactly. So usually, in, okay, just just a little bit of a tidbit information. Most DJs in in anywhere in the world would usually go anywhere between thirty to fifty songs per hour, sixty minutes, in a single club set. Some aggressive ones like my boys. Uh, shout out to One Ton Street Squad. Yeah, Wesley, you really need to go and get hair tonic. Like I'm serious. Anyway, so One Ton Street Squad. Let's yeah. Go. So the boys actually know about this, and they go a little bit aggressive because our playing styles would be a little bit more aggressive. We try to keep the floor as much as possible. Our job is to entertain the crowd, right? So we're talking about double that amount to approximately 60 to 90 songs at that. Now, in this one benchmark set that I did for myself, just to see what happens if I actually took off the limits, like because this is the first time I actually worked with a team that told me, you can do whatever you want. We just want you here. I'm like, okay, cool. I accidentally played 193 songs in one hour. And how? how is that even possible? How is that possible? Yes, how is it's that actually possible? possible. So that is through a different topic of mashups, but we'll not get into that. But for now, and that was the moment I realized that people are still there regardless. They're still there. They're still with their own companies, their own groups and whatnot. And everyone is just having a good time. Of course, bring on alcohol and everything still applies. But what I'm trying to say here is it was a completely different experience. It was wild. You have people, all walks of life from all over the planet, be it in Brazil, be it in the US, in Asia, in everywhere else, even Australia, even people in freaking Iceland, Antarctica side. I don't even know how they get internet connection. I'm very sorry. I really don't know about this one. But (laughs) you have all walks of life. You get to meet all kinds of different people. You learn from the experiences. And that's why I realized that this was the one thing I severely lack in most of the relationships that I have in the kind of social circles that I have with, right. like not not saying both of you, don't, don't kill me. Why, why are both of you looking at me like you're going to- Because you're talking. Okay, oh, I see. Okay, but anyway. It's courtesy. It's courtesy. It's courtesy. But anyway, so I think the metaverse actually changed most parts of me and I was okay to actually let go of most of what I've done so far. And you have the whole, of course, I'm not, I'm not trying to call out an entire industry or anything, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, when you grow up around people who kept saying, support me, support me, but nobody does the supporting, then it's kind of sad, isn't it? And it's just, it's just this endless chase of this pipe dream that never really happened or would work anyone or work for anyone. Sorry. And at that, on top of that, to make matters even darker is where you realize that people are actively pulling each other down in the background. And that's the kind of place that I grew up in, being a DJ. So oh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say, to answer your question, I wouldn't say that's the long answer to, semi-long answer to, I didn't quit DJing. Right? I, I did something different with the whole DJing aspect. Right. And Ben, how about you? Like Yeah, you. Um, with, the, with, with everything that happened during COVID, because I know that during COVID, like, things changed drastically for what you guys were doing with your professional careers. And with Heron, I think he found passion on a new dimension, if I want to be poetic about it. And what about you, Big Dirk? Okay. Well, for me, um, the pandemic was, I saw it as an equalizer. Oh. I saw it as an equalizer. This is not, I mean, this is going maybe slightly controversial, what I'm going to say or how I describe it, but it is an equalizer. Do it. Shot on the mountaintop. (laughs) 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 So I see it as an equalizer because I was coming from like the the small dog in the fight. I I was up against well-established agencies. Mm. I came out with this brilliant, brilliant idea to quit my daytime job and just focus on this agency right at the peak of Circuit Breaker. Damn. 
And guess what? My my agency focuses on what? F&B industry. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point in time, I thought, Ben, you are a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it's serious, man. I guess I, it was very, very tough because the, the F&B scene is not, it wasn't easy. A lot of places closed down. Everyone's just worried about overheads. People are just worrying about, hey, when am I going to keep my guys, you know, keep, keep my guys oh, around? Yeah. The last thing you're yeah. thinking about is marketing, right? It's mm. not marketing, right? And I thought, Man, this is like the dumbest decision I ever did, like I've ever done in my life. Wait, All before right. you go on, do you know why you made the decision? Because I remember quite well. I'm sorry, my my memory is so bad. Just a bit of context. Uh, Adam is like my black box or like my USB drive or Dropbox. Basically, a backup drive, like a time machine, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he so helps I'm a time me. Machine. My memory is shit, but he helps helps me and my and our group of friends actually remember what happens on a night out. Sure. So, yes. I actually forgot. Please, please enlighten me. Okay, so Haran, basically what happened was it was a few weeks leading up to Ben leaving and we were all deciding what the fuck to do with our careers. And so for me, because Nova Encounter is a lot of live events, I think that... Mm. I, I always remember that it was late January, February that the government announced all this because I had 10 events cancelled in two days. Oh, yeah. That- and I was like, oh my God. And I was very much about to, you know, handshake deal. L- let me not take a down payment. So I was freaking out. Our other buddy was freaking out because he's in FMCG. Another buddy was freaking out because he was doing physical teaching in classes, right? So everyone's wondering about what to do for themselves. I mean, similar to you because you do live DJing. Yeah, yeah. So everyone was worried. And then Ben was thinking, okay, um, what what are you you guys going to do? Because Ben has always been the guy in the group, gathers everyone, we go have drinks. And so all of us said, I think we might focus on 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 our other gigs. And Ben said, let me get, let me stew about it for a couple of days. And I remember there was this um, thing going viral at the time. I think it was, I forgot what it was. I think it was like the, the Roti Prata thing. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the okay. so, Roti Prata Yes, yeah, so it was some Angmo woman who did like- Oh, no, no, I got it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> let me- Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me take the okay, spotlight, yeah, there you go. Son. You deserve- What, Ben, son? take the mic. <laughs> sorry, I don't know where that came from. I apologize. <laughs> okay, you got the flow. Okay, so basically it was this cooking channel called uh, Nyonya Cooking. No hate against them. Those guys, I mean, they had good intentions, but it was just wasn't executed to- uh, what they had in mind. So basically, they are great. They're a great place for for recipes for creating like Southeast Asian recipes um, online, right? And then they decided to create a recipe called uh, the Asian flat croissant, which <laughs> the croissant, other, yes, croissant, the croissant was just man roti prata. So obviously, this caused a bit of a ruckus uh, amongst like the South Asian. You heard the heron? It was a ruckus. Yeah, yes. pretty much. So it was like it, people were people were going. People were just angry. And I felt that also during that period of time of COVID and everything, people were just angry anyway. They just needed an outlet. Oh, it was pre-COVID yeah. actually. Was it? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I mean, there. it was semi-COVID-ish. Yeah, it was it, semi-COVID. It was, yeah, it okay. was semi-COVID-ish. I remember that. So yeah, people people were just like going nuts at these guys. Like, why are you what why are you whitewashing my culture? That oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just responded to something funny and I was just like, hey man, there's no need for hate. Like everyone's going through a shittier time right now. There's no need there's no need for hate in like this very uncertain time. So we just came up with something funny. Like we we just called we just redid a satire. We did a satire of the the, the post. Um and called uh Taipung or uh, Taifan, the Singapore protein bowl. And we said <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was know, brilliant. Don't no, worry. no, there was ingredients and everything. And it was like a description saying like, you know, hey, you know, it's probably like the only time where 
you ever get called handsome? <laughs> wow. By the Thai fan auntie. I relate to that. Unfortunately. <laughs> and you buy the fish after you upsize that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. yeah Give so me the I, fish. Give me everything. Yeah, when you order fish first, that's when she knows you're a rich boy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, auntie, I like to have the, the tofu, the Thai sim. Hey, Let's add that fish. So I remember that that was when Ben, and it went, it blew up. Like, I don't know how many likes and shares it got, but it freaking blew up. And so many people related to it. And then I was having a drink with Ben and Ben goes, it's a sign. I'm going to do Grim full time. (laughs) I I have the stats. Don't ask me. I'm not stalking Grim, by the way, even though I like like very much the whole concept behind it. And I support it fully. But it was quite insane that you can hear this being featured in news outlets in in pretty much most parts of US, UK, Europe. No, it was quite insane. Everyone was, okay, of course, the lifestyle. Is it Europe? Yeah, I I opened up and the first thing I saw was flatbread croissant. And I'm like, yeah, that's what my friend did. Oh no. Wait, I don't understand this language. Why is this, this like I realized it's German 15 minutes after trying to read no, the it. Article. Was that fake nice. um fake typing thing and then uh, it, it was showed the up brata. on like on like multiple outlets and yeah. and that was when Ben decided to actually take this full time. So Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That was much added that was a much added boost, a much needed boost actually. Yeah. Mm. Cool thing is that uh this this is my spotlight to humble brag. Do it. Do it. Right, I'm gonna take the mic. Take I it. Mean, I'm gonna touch it. Touch it. Okay. Touch you it. like that? Okay. Yeah, I like it. Good. Let's go. All right. So basically, <laughs> I would dare to say that my agency, Grim and Company, we dare to say that we are probably the only few, or dare I say the only agency that went viral positively. For the right reasons. We didn't do anything that was like cancel culture that just got us bad flag. But Nothing we actually, detrimental, yeah. We just responded to things that were just making people angry with a bit of satire, a bit of wit, a bit of humor. Just, do you want me to mention the Uno? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that one too. Yeah. So yeah, we, we just saw that there was no need for hate. Like people just need a laugh. It's a very yeah. shitty time during the mm-hmm. period. Absolutely. So that was, uh, I think two years ago, right? In yep. Chinese New Year. So a bunch of, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but a bunch of American Karens, these three ladies, decided to create something oh. called American Mahjong. Oh. No hate to the, hey. Like, no hate, but God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Honestly, I swear, their design was nice. It was nice. It was pretty yeah, it was really it was good. Nice, but the messaging came out wrong because it was like, hey guys, you know, Chinese Mahjong is cool, but let's just refresh and make it more fun. Ben's Angmo's accent is just hilarious. Yeah, make it more fun, right? And then it, people just took it really badly. People just thought like, why are you whitewashing my color? Why are you making this? They're like, just all finding all kinds of reasons. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I mean, cancel culture. Angry, everyone's Cancel angry. culture in, in, in the internet. Uh, that's, that's, that's for another podcast. Yes, right? it is. But then so we just thought like, hey man, I feel kind of insulted by what you did. And, you know, you're trying to recreate this Mahjong set and it was, it was quite nice, I have to say. But Design they were voice. saying like, hey, Chinese culture's boring, then like, you know, I'm gonna oh, refresh yeah. it. I'm gonna charge you, I think it was like what, four hundred USD, five hundred USD for that? I'm not sure. I'm and not people just that. and people just went nuts. So we created something <laughs> called uh Chinese Uno. <laughs> oh wow. So I mean it was just a, a, a brainstorm session where we just saw this and explode on the news and then I just went, 
okay, let's just do something funny. Like everyone's like, oh, I hate you. You should cancel. Oh, yeah, the keyboard kill yourself. Da, 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 da. That is terrible. <laughs> but instead, respond with good humor and a bit of wit. To show Absolutely. Them, yeah, right? Mm, yeah. And so we just created Chinese Uno. We're like, okay, what's this? What's a very white American game? Let's just like Chinese wash it. Right? Just call it like um, Chinese Uno. And obviously me with, uh, they call me a banana because uh, kimchi or kantang or that's potato. They say my Chinese yeah. is terrible, right? So I just thought, you know, ni meo. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I laugh to myself. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> hey, but it's, it's, it, it, it's not stupid if it works, okay? <laughs> it did it work. was very stupid no, and it very it worked. It worked so well. Like, yeah, I think exactly. it was all over the Singapore newspapers and I, I, Ben was telling us that a bunch of uh, game stores were saying, the moment you create this, I will buy like, like I'll, I'll buy into it, which is amazing. It was a cool idea because what we just created was just a bunch of like visuals that just say, hey, you know, like instead of like the, the swap cards or the the reverse cards, we were just saying, like, hey, you know, let's bring this to like Chinese culture where the, the things that we really hated during Chinese New Year is like, you know, answering shitty questions by your relatives, right? So we had like a reverse snapback kind of card and, you know, throw the ang paos and twerk. So it's basically cards against humanity, but Chinese. <laughs> yes. Or Asian. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> but Uno as well with Uno, Uno. Right? So it would have been amazing. It, it was nuts because I just had this idea to just put it out there just for fun, right? But then people just spam the comments like, let's kickstart this, let's go, let's go. And I have one of the biggest uh, media platforms in Singapore reach out to me for an interview on the same night that it exploded in, in virality, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, called me at five o'clock. Like, hey, amazing stuff what you guys do. Okay, uh, I'd like to feature you guys later at a 9 p.m. show. Uh, can you please uh, just prepare yourself, you know, groom a bit and then, you know, go on like camera and then we'll ask you some questions. I was like, uh, okay, okay, and they hang up. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, that was feeling good about myself. Like, okay. <laughs> Bad boys. <laughs> wow. And then afterwards, they called me about 8 30. Like, hey, okay, you ready for the show? Oh, I forgot to ask you in the previous call. Where do you sell this? <laughs> yo. Oh. I was like, yo, it, it's, it's it's in the works. I was like, oh, I actually had to make a decision at that point in time. Oh. Where my uh, marketing agency company was, was slowly picking up. And yeah, you were. And then this knocked on my door and I was like, shit, should I do a card game thing? But then I was just like, you know, nope, uh, I'm just going to focus on my craft. I'm going to build this company up, you know, show to people in Singapore and hopefully regionally that, you know, we have creative ideas. We want to help like F&B brands. So I'm, mm. I don't want to get distracted. I, I want to build my craft. And then I just told them, I rejected a, a, an interview with um, one of the biggest media platforms. I was like, sorry, guys should have asked me this earlier. It's not being sold. They're like, what? Oh. The thing is going up in like 30 minutes. Like, how you're not selling like online? Like, nope, sorry, sorry, it's not. And what if you actually told them it was a concept in the works that we have no T, it's just TBA. At I that just point. felt bad lying on national TV. I get no, it, I wouldn't yeah. call it lying. It's still technically the truth. It's a concept after all, you know, if you think about it. Where's it being sold? It's a concept. In the works. <laughs> That's different. So online, so, it's a concept. <laughs> yes. So, um, so it, the interview didn't go through. No, it didn't go through, but we, we got picked up at the radio stations. Yeah. Uh, we got picked up at like Mothership, you know. And people were just raging and like, like raging in a good way, going to comments saying like, hey, let's kick out of this. But then I had, I had to make a choice. I was like, should I get, should I follow the crowd or should I just really work on my craft and build my reputation and my company's reputation as, 
you know, a great creative folks for the mm. F&B side. So I chose to focus on my company. Yeah, so speaking of that, like, because I remember that we kind of segued off on it, but mm. my whole point was that COVID actually was in a way a blessing in disguise for you where it really helped uh, Grim pick up. So I'm actually wondering how you felt about the whole process because um, compared to Heron, where he went into a digital space, you focus on the physical space. And yeah. Well, I think it felt, it feels amazing to this day. I mean, when you when you take a step back and you look at the entire picture, it feels amazing. But when you're, you know, for all those creatives out there who is stuck in the ground, you know, just looking at the day-to-day and go like, oh man, this is so tough. Hang in there, but also take, in, take a time off for yourself and take a step back and look at what you have accomplished and the great things you have done and created. And, you know, that keeps you going. You know, when I look at, when I take a step back and I look like, I think, it's, it's not easy, by the way. It, you don't usually, you get caught up in a day-to-day thing. You don't actually take time for yourself and appreciate what you've done. Yeah, man. Mm. But, you know, since you asked me that question, when I look, at, when I look, you know, what has happened in the last few years, I, it's an amazing feeling. How COVID started, it was an equalizer because, you know, all these big companies or big, uh, you know, or like medium-sized F, F, uh, F&B venues, they, they look for more reputable brands. And this equalizer came in and where they just went, you know, for people or those businesses that were kind of just barely meeting ends meet, you know, during a very successful time, yeah, you know, this equalizer came in and, then, you know, they were like, oh crap, we need to like really improve our stuff or like we need to rethink and reshape. And that was what, that was what um, COVID did for me. However, it wasn't like that in the first few months. Yeah, it, sure. it was tough in the first few months. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like all my proposals got cancelled. Nobody wanted to talk to me because it made sense. Everyone was just, oh, I need to keep my head count. Most F&B businesses don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just scratching their heads. How, well, the biggest question is, how do I survive? How do I keep paying these folks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no room in the conversation for me to come in. But what I just did was just, I just kept my options open. And you know, whenever there was opportunity, I just took it. And the only, I would say that one thing that really, really helped me was I just said, you know what, this is my chance. The equalizer came in. I am just going to do the best of my ability and stand out from the rest of the crowd. Yeah. And it just started from something, something very, very small. One graphic poster design became one menu. One menu became, helped me take over my social media. After that became, hey, I got a new concept. Can you help me rebrand this? So it was just really building. And for us as um, Grimm and company, we just wanted to create really dope shit and just be very different from, you know, so many agencies out there. I find that really interesting because I think the three of us are kind of an interesting spot in our lives where I, I keep mentioning this, but Heron found a passion, new dimension, and you seem to be on that same path. And for me is that, I'm known for being the live typewriter guy where I just go to events and I do like typewritten poetry, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to do more things like workshops, like brand collaborations, like um, anything really, installations, murals. And so it kind of makes me think that I was meant to do more than just live typewritten things. I want to actually expand more and do more of my craft. So with you guys, what do you think your end goal is for what you currently do creatively? Who's first? Ben. Ben well, could be first. Benito. Mm. Very, very good question. I know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Where do I see Grim going? Well, for 
Well, for Grim, what I do see is I would like our company to be the go-to agency in Singapore for whenever it comes to F&B. You want to create dope shit, you want to be different, you know, you want to have a very good story, you come to us and yeah. you want to have, you know, amazing visuals. We want to be that household name. But I don't feel that is where I'll end up being for the rest of my life. I, what I do feel, what, let me clarify that. What I do feel is I want to build an engine. And you mean Gr- in Grimm or outside of Grimm? Outside of Grimm. And yeah. Grimm will just be a cog where everything will complement each other well, just create a little ecosystem where I would like to be able to go beyond F&B. Like, you know, but however, I would always, like as I build more cogs of like, you know, um, service-related um, companies, I would like to create an agency or like a bigger ecosystem where, you know, I'm able to create dope, dope stuff for the future. And for me, where I do believe the future lies in is in Web3. And for me... Heron mm. just yes. nodded and salivated a little bit. So no, I'm building towards that. And I want to build multiple companies within the F&B space where everything kind of integrates and helps each other out in its own ecosystem. Oh, I also sick. branch out into uh, the Web3 side because right now it's still very new people are still not very fully aware of it but you know when it hits everyone be like ah shit you know i should have i should have known yeah it's kind of like the 20 years ago when every uh some of the top execs back then 20 years ago was talking about like oh yeah you know the www is not gonna work out yeah 20 years later look where we are right now everyone is using it come on let's be real yeah yeah so internet social media facebook which which was what was meant for university networking now look at it that's what that's what they're saying is that one of the reasons why barack obama won the presidency actually he used social media to connect with the people it's the same reason why kennedy won the election because of the tv and i think it's uh, i mean it it makes sense that you want to go in this direction because you've always wanted to think about the next frontier right Mm -hmm. i mean for me Yes, I am a branding and marketing agency, but what do I really do? It's just storytell, visually, through copy, um, you know, through written text, through videos, through logo designs and brands. And I want to take that to the future. You mm. know? And I just feel like you just we just got to innovate. We just can't, you know, wait till something happens and then react. We just got to be ready for the future. This is a this is a crazy bet, by the way. I don't know whether it will collapse or not, but this is a bet that I'm very, very confident to take. Nice. Aaron? For me, I would say I have no end goals. I would say Inspiring. for the most part that... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the end, the end of- I have no end goals. Right, guys? Take care. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for me, it's everyone has an end goal, right? Everyone has like an end game where people around me are talking about like, oh, I want to retire with a million dollars. One million dollars. Who the hell speaks in that accent? What's wrong with you? One million dollars. Yeah. One million dollars. You know, all things like that. Everyone wants to get rich. Everyone wants to get famous. Everyone wants to get like some kind of things. Or maybe a lot of bitches. Who knows? But what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> No, oh, ladies, ladies. What would you call him? What I will quote on my friend. I will not use that word, but and that I quote my friends. I mean, so some some of, the, <laughs> some of them just told me all these things. I'm like, okay. So what I want to do for myself, right? So why do you want to give yourself an end goal? If you know, so what happens after that? Really, that's the real question here. So what happens yeah. after that? So ever since then, during COVID. So back to your previous question, same thing. Like I had a friend of mine, a very close friend that we got even closer and she helped me realize that 
there shouldn't be any end goal in the first place. Shout out to Casey, by the way, and she was the reason why I'm alive, one of the reasons. And shit, I would say it made me think a lot more about the whole concept of what end goal truly means. So ever since then, I told myself, no, I'm going to go as as far as I possibly can. Sure, I have a Guinness World Record, but I want to go even further than that. I want In three. what? Whoa, that, that low-key low flex. Key flex. That's, that's not a like, guys, by the way. That's not a flex. No, Gone like, in no. 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, no, no, think about it. Like, yeah, cool. No, it's, wait, wait, wait. Guinness for what? Uh, okay, August 9th, 2014, uh, world's largest DJ relay. I was actually part of the committee as well. We actually broke the record and followed by UK and Saudi Arabia. I mean, uh, Cool, good for yeah, you, so, man. Yeah, but I want to break more. You see, I want to break the boundaries of what the human limits could actually possibly do. And that, I suppose, would be my true end goal is to push, my, uh, push myself to the point, at least for myself, to the point that I cannot achieve any further then that would be my end goal. Until then, everything else is open. You know, that kind of thing. So that's why I, I don't stop learning. I don't stop doing things. I don't stop trying new things. Yeah. The day you stop learning is the day you actually truly die. That's what I believe in. And that is something that I looked at myself in the mirror and I told myself that, nah, I'm not going to stop here. If I want to go gardening, I'll just go, go do gardening tomorrow. I was like, fuck it. You know what? God Life damn. is too short. Say yeah. that again. Yeah. I forgot what. <laughs> so, 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 so something about gardening. Do <laughs> 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 say it. No, life is too short. Life truly is too short to just limit yourself to an end goal. Hey, imagine this: you're 50 and you're just sitting down there with whatever goals that you had achieved. What happens after that? Nothing. This right? what I think is not so. I one, you should enjoy the process of it because yeah. I think a lot of us were trying too hard to get to somewhere that we forget how awesome things are right now. Exactly. And Preach. yeah, so one thing about COVID, it kind of showed us that that. We actually are so lucky to have to eat in a restaurant, to share food with a friend. Like exactly. it's just the smallest fucking things. Yeah. So I kind of I'm I'm on the exact same page as you, but I'm with Ben at the same time where my whole goal is just I want to make people feel less alone through my writing. Whether it's on any platform or anything, I just want you to feel less alone. And it starts off with like each poem at a time, right? And then it can be my novel, it can be if it gets me into a film. So mm. I guess it's not so much like like Ben as well, like because your this whole idea of like multiple cogs, right? It it not necessarily will ever be. I mean, it's a good thing, and a, it's more of a good thing than a bad thing. It's a goal that will never need to be finished, because you can just mm -hmm. keep trying to explore new things. Same things are on keeps exploring new things. So I guess we're on the same page as you, Heron. Yeah. yeah. I think we just got to be open to, I mean, the goals mm -hmm. we set five years ago, is it still relevant five years down the road? It's not. I think we just have to be open to, you know, changes, yep. life goals. Yeah. More important is, it's not so much, you know, if I don't achieve everything, I will be upset. But more important is, is changing perspective is look back and really appreciate what you have done. I think that's a, that's a different part because if you leave it too open-ended, we're like, ah, we never really achieved everything that we oh, want yeah. to do. And then you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah, because of the problem. Mm. But I think it's, it's such a easy but also a difficult task where it's always just to look back and appreciate mm. what I've done. Like sometimes like this really helps me where I'm trying to do that right now because there are times in, in agency servicing line where shit gets tough. You know, client requests, deadlines and everything. And you go, oh, you know, when you get like, criticisms for your work. You yeah, know, for like, sure. Ah, oh, yeah. The feedback, oh, you know, can you move the logo a bit bigger? 
Fuck. Hey, can this green be more green? <laughs> uh, can this green be more green? Oh, you know what's my number one thing I hate the most? What? What? Can you make it pop? <laughs> what the what fuck, the fuck do you mean, man? Pop see me laugh. Hey, if, if you're a client, you're listening. I understand your brief. Absolutely. Shout out. Pop. I kind of get what you're saying, but like, Please, if you're a client, you're a marketing department, you know, you have to brief your creative agency, stop saying, make it pop. If you do not understand the specifics that you need to get it done, be Preach. honest. Be honest. No one's going to judge you. More yeah. importantly is people just want to get shit done and get shit done well. You know, that's just us in Singapore and everything, right? So please, if <laughs> Ben's on his knees, please, please. stop asking things to pop. Shit's not a balloon. Stop it. Okay. Okay. Clearly, we've hit on a topic. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Actually, what's one of the worst experiences you've had in your uh, as an agent? Because uh, I'm quite curious as fellow creatives, right? Mm. Ben, what's one of the worst experiences you've had um, with a client? And Heron, what's one of the worst experiences <laughs> you've had as a DJ or whatever the fuck else you're doing? <laughs> oh, you want me to shame people here? We'll see who it is, but it's like. A request or whatnot. Well, wow, this is pretty much shaming. Like people it's already know what you're requesting. Okay, fine, yeah. fine, okay, fine, fine. Okay, yeah. think about yeah. this. Okay, it's technically not shaming, but we're sharing our experiences from first person perspective, if you think about it that way. Please don't kill me. I have a business to run. Okay, fine, 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 fine. fine. Let me be, be honest. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what? See? The worst, I told you. The worst, the question no, got I'm, to not, I'm not going <laughs> to... Look, client requests, um, they are not ill-intentioned. You know, sometimes... Of course they're not. They... They just find find it hard to articulate. And it's just our job to just help them find that. But it's not saying it's an easy job. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is pop? <laughs> okay, for me, I'll say one. So I was invited to do this event. Uh, I'll not say who they are, this but they said, good. <laughs> by the way, we had this really fucking cool idea. We're going to have you on stage. All right. And we're going to have a violinist behind you. And we want you to match the cadence of the violin with the sound of the typewriter. I'm like, that would take some fucking time. And he goes, and we want you to write a poem on the spot where people in the audience are shouting out, um, they're shouting out different words. And I'll be like, how many words in total? And they're like, oh, we'll give you an A4 paper, so just go nuts. And then at the end of the poem, we want you to read the poem out while you're standing up on stage while the violinist plays a different song. And I said, okay. And they said, and and I then I'd give them my rates. And they said, oh, we, um, we only have budget for 250 bucks because we paid the violinist. I'm, I'm not fucking Whoa. doing this. Wait, I want you to paraglide in with your hand <laughs> into the sound of the cello. Wow. Wow. I'm actually not joking. This, this really happened. And I, yeah. I just felt so, oh my God. I, I'm very sure there's no way they're listening to this, but that was like the weirdest request I've ever received. Okay, but to be fair, you know, the people they're talking to, that they're, they're probably the decision-making power is definitely above them. Fair. They mm -hmm. have cool ideas, just, you know, resources not to their favor. Mm. And hierarchy, maybe. It's not a small brand, by the way. Yeah. It's not mm. a small brand. Paragliding to the... <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, please. <laughs> Smash the typewriter. Adam, are you afraid of heights? I want you to, like, jump down from Singapore and down and type. <laughs> While holding your typewriter. <laughs> That I will watch. Yeah, <laughs> I will pay to watch that. I'm not kidding. I will watch that shit. How same, magnanimous. Same. Yes. Heron, you. Mine. Okay. Yeah, this, this one's going to be good. <laughs> okay. So 
I'm not sure if people have heard my voice before. Okay, some wouldn't have. Okay, shout out to Asus Singapore. It's Asus, by the way. So yeah, that's the correct way to pronounce it. But uh, so <laughs> I'm actually I work as a voiceover from time to time. Um, this Karen does a lot of shit, by yeah, the way. In case you random. <laughs> <laughs> I really need the money, please. <laughs> please. But anyway, <laughs> do you paraglide and write no. poems? I no? don't know how to, Sorry, but buddy. I will actually paraglide if it's with this 50 bucks with no pants <laughs> no pants but just go for it <laughs> with a typewriter in my hand while I'm typing the poem like Adam help me please I don't know how to write this shit That's anyway <laughs> okay, okay so uh, the weirdest request I actually had this was actually something that happened last year alright so uh, during so this was just about the opening of the whole oh yeah you know we can actually now do a little bit more activities outside you know this is for Singapore and yeah, so yeah. Uh, I was sitting in my room one day I was cleaning and doing my own stuff and whatnot. then suddenly an email came in hi I was recommended by someone XYZ okay I'm not going to mention exactly who it is but it's a client and yeah, he paid me he's going to offer me a hundred bucks to narrate the following sentence which I'm okay to say it again. The pink pigs laughed at the nipples because the sons are afraid of mangoes. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck kind of question? Hey, like, hey, a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, man. I, I, I'm doing it, but why do you need this for anyway? Yeah, so he never replied. He paid me the money on the spot. Like, just like that. <laughs> That's it. A PayPal hundred. I was like, what the fuck? It was in US dollars. I oh, had a nice for, lunch. Just for pers- um, personal consumption. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Where do I sign up? Yeah, exactly. So, so it, get, it gets even crazier. So at that point, it's just like, ever since then, I get hired to do weird birthday messages. <laughs> I know, right? That was Are worse. you like that guy? <laughs> Who's the guy that got the, the birthday messages again? There's quite a few. I can't remember who. I forgot who that guy. But very obscure ones. <laughs> fine Heron. Yeah, you know, Fine Heron. Pink nipples, pineapples, <laughs> and pigs. You got. You like that kind of shit? Call this guy. No, I'm, to me, it's just a script in a script. I'm just going to read anyway. And to my head, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, okay, it's a hundred bucks. Okay, it's I'm not hundred bucks. I, I, re- I still need the money, please. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was just one of the weird things that happened. And I guess this is part and parcel of life. You know, you get to realize that, oh yeah, this, well, if it's someone's kink, I'm not going to shame it. I'm just going to like, yeah, cool. You're going to put money on the table or not? <laughs> okay, but on- Where do you list your job <laughs> listings? Craigslist or shit? Only <laughs> fans, it's just you. Hey, so I read I, stuff. I honestly don't know. <laughs> What's one thing? Okay, so yeah. we've talked about all the shit stuff, right? <laughs> now let's go to a happier note. <laughs> as we're as we're happy ending, ending, yeah, as right. we're ending yeah, this, right. this happy uh, ending. podcast, what's some like what's one of the most fulfilling experiences you've had doing what you do, though? And not necessarily one, but one of the most fulfilling. Oh, oh, I'll state mine. Okay, so I was go doing a live event. Um, this was back. I, I'm I still I still do live events, but this was when I was doing it like once every week or something. Oh. And I was doing a live event with this woman and she seemed typical Karen. And I mean like she washed like a Chanel hat, Chanel jacket, Chanel coat, bag, High shoes, visa. everything Chanel. And she just said, oh, like, you know, um, I don't like poetry. That voice is so disgusting. Yeah, I was like, I'm looking at you. That is, so she, that is concerning. Yeah, so she just went, oh, I don't like poetry, it's fine. And she walked away and I was like, okay. Then she walked back and she goes, but my daughter does. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. No. So um so she went, Oh, my daughter likes poetry. I said, okay, cool. Well, what's the reason? And she goes a bit quiet. And I see that she's holding back tears. And I'm like, oh wow, something's happening. And she goes, So she actually has not really spoken in a while. 
And I said, why? And she goes like, because um, she, for some reason, she, she's like, it's not medical or anything. She just does, she just literally stopped talking. Oh. And I went, wow. And she goes, but all she does is draw me stuff and slide under the door. Oh. And it's a real story. And so she, um, so I remember that she said, can you write something for her? So I wrote her, so I wrote a poem for her and the mom, cause she doesn't like poetry. She just took it. And then the next day she had the company that I was, the brand that I was working for call me. And she said that when the daughter read what I wrote, she drew something and she wants to give it back. And I remember that that was one of the most beautiful things. Cause it, for someone who hasn't been speaking, it felt like we were finally communicating. Oh wow. And that wow. was fucking meaningful. Wow. Yeah. Can someone get me like the Netflix producers? I don't know. I don't know. Pitch the story. <laughs> Netflix, please I contact us. Yeah. yeah. Pink nipples, pigs. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't work, we can do Adam's story, you know, about the. Sorry, yeah, but, sorry, yeah, but sorry, no, okay, sorry, sorry. No, 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 sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> beautiful story. I'm sorry. It was a beautiful story. Yeah, sorry, so TNE followers. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Yeah, I don't have followers to shout out to, so yeah. Shut up, Heron. What? I follow you. Let's go. Shout yeah. out to me. Let's go. Ben, don't kill me. No, but that's pretty amazing. How yeah. I, like, to be honest, <laughs> like, I'm a close friend of Adam's. Yeah, you are. Uh, you know, oh, by the way, quick thing for all those uh, Nova Encounter readers. Um, this Life Electric, the character Donnie, is semi-inspired by Ben. I should have actually opened with that. So, yeah. Yes. And... Uh, I should be paid royalties no, you should for not. that shit. I'm also going to strangle Adam. Yeah, that's right, right? You should give me, uh, yeah. me royalties or something. <laughs> no, okay. So like, you know, for us being, you know, boys, boys, we like to give each other shit. I mean, I think that's just a way that we show affection and yep. it's just humor, right? It's yeah. just having good fun. But like, I have to admit, like, when he told me he was being like a poet and a you know a writer, mm -hmm. you know, usually the stereotype is like, "Yo, you're you're going nowhere." <laughs> no, not yeah, just nowhere. Sure. It's like the oh, you're gonna hang out at Starbucks again. All oh, right, with, <laughs> with, with that beanie and the beard and the round glasses. It's like what? When yes, did that become yes, yes. Waldo? How did your no. Asian genetics even grow beards? What the hell is that? But to be honest, right? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't give you shit for like, <laughs> you write poems that don't even rhyme. Who the fuck I know. is that shit? Yeah, people tell me, wow, he's amazing right now. I'm like, what? He doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> right, but, 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 okay. In all honesty, I'll give him like shit like that. But like, it's when I really look at the bigger picture, it's amazing what he does. He oh, thanks, touches man. people's Privates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Don't kill me. Okay. Enemies are boring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not a representation of my marketing work. <laughs> okay, but in all honesty, I feel that he actually touches people in the hearts and like through his words, you know, he helps people articulate things that is very hard for them to communicate as well. And mm, oh, it's yeah. amazing that people, it's crazy. People write to him every Friday <laughs> telling him about their That's personal today, problems. Yeah. It's crazy. What kind of brand or what kind of entity, like commercial entity or even brand or any people has that kind of effect? And this guy, his personal advice, people take it and yeah. they, they live it through. Through the poems, through the books, through like even just an IGS mention or IGS story. Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful what it does. Oh, thanks, dude. That I means a lot. I think it's, uh, I really think it's beautiful. You're going to hug? Nope. Okay, no, no, especially when you're the same shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Side commentary. They're both not going to hug. They're actually both about to kill each other with strangling. I'm just kidding. What I'm, are I'm, you? I'm, 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 <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, but thanks, man. That means a lot. Mm. I think it's coming from a branding guy. It is. It is. Where do you find such connection? In the, where do you find such community that's real? Yeah. Yeah. Shy. Can, can we? Let's, no, I yeah. think it's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean to add to that, like when I, I mean, I remember this one poem like finders and keepers from the book the very first one that he did and i'm i just want to say i am so sorry i actually only managed to make it right after the, okay i'm not sure if you know about this band but this this, this was what happened okay so for all the listeners this was what exactly happened i was actually rushing out of my house because something happened at home not a bad way i just had a leaky tap or something that no not me i mean my house <laughs> God, in 60 seconds <laughs> Okay, so so this happened. So I was I was late. I mean, I remember there was a lot of people there that we all knew, and I know this was his first ever uh, book launch. Right? Yeah, yeah finders and keepers. Probably. I was late, and I only managed to make it at the very end of it. And the like, speech was done and everything. Yeah, yeah, and I just sat there and like, fuck. Okay, anyway, but in that book, I, I was reading through every single poem that he has done, Aww. that Adam has done for every everyone. I realized that there was one that resonated with me the most. Breathe. Oh, yeah. That, one. that was the one that actually changed my life. I thought I should actually put it out there. Oh, and that's Thanks, something man. that's wow. beautiful. That was something that, you see, words mean nothing in the dictionary. But when you weave it into a poem, for example, in this case, and in Adam's case, it gives the entirety of meaning in a different level. And for me, that changed my life. That changed my perspective. That started everything, by the way. That actually started everything for me in terms of finding myself, what I want to do for the rest of my life, you know, everything else in between, you know. And I think not everyone can actually achieve that, if I'll be honest. Not everyone can. I have worked with creative agencies, designs, everything else. Yeah, I mean, I also do 2D, 3D animation. Please don't ping me. I'm only free next year, July, if you're hearing this right now. <laughs> but anyway, so what I'm saying is that Pink this pineapple nipples. <laughs> you want that shit? I need the money. But anyway, so no, what I'm saying is someone like Adam, it's, it's truly hard to find. It's, it genuinely is truly hard to find at in this time and age. Ah, shit. I agree. And I, I, I know I dye my hair. I know I look like Arabing with the tattoos and whatnot, you know, but what? I read books. What? what? Yeah. yeah. What? Bing, by the way, for those who don't understand, is basically a person who, well, let's just say delinquent. Where the fuck do you think my listeners are at? I don't know, man. It could be the rest of the world. <laughs> Ew, anyway. this man is so Zimbabwe international. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but yeah, you know, when it comes to creative individuals, I cannot think of anyone else but Ben, Adam, and a handful of others because I think these are the very moments that we should cherish yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the very genuine moments. moments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the, the genuine moments that actually help us realize or at least be reminded by the fact that there is creativity in Singapore. Yeah. In Southeast Asia, it's just a question of where are you going to find it, you know? Yeah. I, let me just add on, like, besides Adam and his creative work, I feel through Adam's creations and his works, mm. you should take what you should take away besides you know, um, uh, someone being an amazing poet, but I said, you'd be able to take that by yourself and through, by understanding the power of words. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, what you should take away from Adam is just not that he can actually type a typewriter very annoyingly loud. <laughs> and also and, not use WD-40. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> but it's the power of words. Yeah. Genuine, sincere words and communicate that to whoever, you know. So what you can take away from Novel Encounter is 
the ability to share the, the power of words. Let people know how you feel. Let people know what you think about them, what they're good at. Encourage the next person, make them feel better because that, from what I see is amazing from Novel Encounter. They, yeah. they uplift people and people uh, just feel like, oh, I, I, I'm talking to someone who actually gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. About me, and I feel so much better about myself. So hmm. why not do that for your fellow person? Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, I'm really bad. You, you know this. I'm very bad of compliments. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, sure. He's so crying you, right now. Uh, you pay me 5K <laughs> <laughs> Checks in the mail. Okay, no. Okay. I, Adam's crying right uh, now. By the way, shut up. No, I, no, I really appreciate you guys saying that. Simply because um, I've always wanted words to mean something to people, and that's generally my whole, whole intention. I did not actually mean for this to be a Adam Ty love fest. So I was asking. It's not uh, okay. I could make it one. Yeah, like what's a genuine experience that you've guys had with what you do that made you feel that you love what you do? And yeah, honestly, I really appreciate you guys saying that. It means the world. Wow. Wow. Ah, such a novel encounter. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm expecting the, the 5k check in the middle. Wow. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think props to Adam for what he's built. It's not easy being a, a writer, a poet designer photographer creative and singer it's not easy i'm asking yeah, you about one. yours ben oh you're asking about me yeah what was the question my question was <laughs> oh, oh shit <clears throat> okay everyone's drunk okay my whole question is Almost. just now i asked what you guys hate about what you do right or like bad experiences how about now like what makes you feel fulfilled in the career that you guys have May I start first? Go, please. Okay, please. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so most people that approach me are, you know, business owners or the C-suite guys. Yep. That, you know, they, they face some kind of trouble, right? It's, it's the branding element. It's the storytelling element, the identity, the creative element. They need help. They have that vision. They just need help people. They just need people to help them realize it. And the biggest compliment that I get is the most simplest one is thank you yeah i mean mm. that's all i need to hear because i have countless of experiences where people are struggling and i help them articulate their thoughts and then create a brand or help them you know elevate their brand to a certain level and they just go thank you it could be expressed in words it could be expressed hey i got you something for what you've done for me Mm, yeah mm, mm. that's all that matters to me and that is what keeps me and my team going is when this genuine i don't have a significant extravagant moment i just have all these accumulations of little moments where people just go thank you this is this means a lot and thanks so much for helping us yeah that just that's it i don't need any big celebrations or festivals mm. or big hoorahs that's all i need it's awesome. I do have one question though. So in, in this case, in your experience, <clears throat> like what is the one advice you can give to clients? Let's say if they want to approach any, uh, like let's say for example, they approach you or any creative agency. Yeah. Like what should they prepare in advance at least to the very least when they're trying to actually want to do something with their brand? Like be it rebranding, be it like a visual concept or anything else at all. Like what's the one thing you want to tell them first? That's a great question. Oh, it's a very deep question. Um, Please don't say pop. <laughs> no, 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 pop. <laughs> Can you make it pop? 
Can you make it pop? <laughs> I would say that. Uh, <laughs> you had to repeat it. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was, I was, uh, ben is adjusting his seat. Sorry about that. To be honest, there is no proper question. I think more importantly, it, it what the client deserves is a proper conversation to find out what mm. he or she really, really wants. And mm-hmm. I don't have a, a template, but what I would do is I would sit down with that person and figure out what they truly want, what the challenges they face, mm. and ask them real questions before you even start all the branding thing. Mm. Because, you know, all these business owners are faced with a tough time because, mm-hmm. you know, they have a lot of pressures from, you know, probably investors or, mm. you know, any mm. like customers or like bad business and stuff like that. Mm. I think more importantly is they just need to take time to figure out what they want. Slow down because everything's moving so fast. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. And more importantly is like, what do you want to achieve? What do you want people to feel? What, you know, what is that ideal concept that you want to be proud of, right? And mm, all yeah. this requires a very heartfelt conversation. And from there, that's how we dig through and figure out what they, and create something that they truly like. Mm. Nice. Okay, so awesome. Oh shit, this is my turn, yeah, we're wrapping up. Damn, we're wrapping up. I want to go pee though. Uh, That's why you need. I to- okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, to answer your question, what Adam? makes you feel fulfilled about what you do? <laughs> I need to pee. Yeah. I need to pee. Anyway, I'm gonna do it now. Ah, huh? uh, no, I'm pretty sure the engineer is gonna kill me in the studio. But anyway, so what I'm trying. Uh, ben just I- spit out his drink. <laughs> no, don't spit your drink. Hey, you gotta clean it up after that. Okay. Anyway, so what I'm okay. One of the most insane experiences but i think the heartwarming one was that there was one night okay so i i do probably a couple of vr shows maybe once every couple of months depending on what kind of time i have right so this one hit me the heaviest i actually stopped actually everything i did be it my day job night job everything i stopped for a few days i canceled my appointments that's how that's how insane it is it was when that one night when I was actually playing for one of these VR shows. We're talking about not much, probably a few hundred people clocking in out here and there. And this guy told me that he was actually in a wheelchair ever since uh, he was an army vet in the US. And he lost both his legs due to an incident. And for someone like myself to actually just come across his crosshair to be able to do something that restored the concept of clubbing experience for him. He never felt more alive at that moment. Oh shit. Wow. That's amazing. I had to take off my headset and I actually cried at that moment because I didn't think much of it in the past when my friends dragged me in. I was like, oh yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But at that very moment, that hit me the most. I literally stopped doing anything uh, of course, going to work, dealing with clients and whatnot. Sure, but I was at home still thinking about that guy. He's still around, of course. But when he told me that I can no longer go to the clubs that I used to frequent because of my disability in the US, that hit me the most. And I realized that at that very moment, what I'm trying to do had paid off. And not just that. More beyond that, it was bringing an experience to people that they thought they have lost slash they never had. Yeah. And wow. that's why I was- That's fucking amazing. I telling myself that, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that as many people as I can reach out to, I will do everything I can 
to let them have the things that they deserve to have as equals. Because just because you lose your legs or a limb or anything else that you'll be seen as a disability is not because, oh yeah, you know, it's bad. But it's just giving them an equal chance to experience life itself. I think that's what life is truly about for me, at least. And that I accidentally stumbled upon well, um, the world's biggest VR festival by accident. I was really drunk. Yeah. So yeah, and that helped me reach out to more. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Accidentally, I really was drunk that night. Okay, shout out to Valent and everyone else at the DJ team. I was very drunk that night. But what I'm trying to say is that I never knew that what I've been doing in the virtual reality was actually to help people realize that they have things that they could look forward to. It's just the question of, if you want to find it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's an amazing story, dude. That's <clears throat> amazing. I didn't expect that story about a metaverse, but <laughs> yeah. I know, I never expected wow. that too. New dimensions, boys. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so honestly, I wish we, I, re- I genuinely wish we could keep going simply because oh, like- we can. Oh, we can? We could. All right. <laughs> the engineer's going to kill us, by the way. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, I, I, I kind of want to end on a, on a heartfelt note simply because like, when I had my debut novel, This Life Electric, I only thanked a couple of people and both of you guys are in it. Wow. Uh, of course. Ah, <laughs> uh, you fucking, fucking I was prayer. promised. <laughs> I was Where promised $3,000. Where is my royalty? <laughs> Donny. <laughs> The D is not so far away from the B from Benjamin <laughs> Bonnie. Allowing. Yeah, so I honestly, honestly want to thank you guys because you guys are the most, some of the most genuine and amazing humans that I know. And thank you. I thank honestly you. want to just honestly thank you guys for being here. And can you let the listeners know where they might find you, what you guys have going on in your life right now or moving forward? Okay, so where you can find us is for me, my company is Grim, Grim and Company. So if you want to go to the corporate route, if you need help with your business, with branding, storytelling, social media, marketing, and creating dope shit, it's uh, at agency Grim, G-R-I-M-M. If the website is www.agencygrim.co, you know, if you want to look for branding stuff, but you know, if you just want to chat, you know, explore cool places to drink, and talk shit and have fun <laughs> at A-R-Y-Y-Y dot G-O-L-D. I think that's my username. Quick quick question. How many Ys are there in that handle? Three. Three handles. Okay, so, so three Ys. Huh? Okay. Because at that point in time, the one Y was taken. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, just kept I, going. Cool story. I wish I had a cool story, man. I wish I was a cool story. A-R-Y-Y-Y Correct. Followed. Yeah. Uh, dot gold. Okay. But for Twitter, there's no dot. Ooh, Ari Gold. I'm yes. going to follow that. Yeah. All right. Heron. Okay. So for myself, I, because I officially detached from my current uh, stage name, so you could find me if you find pink me nipples. on the red. <laughs> pink nipples. No, Pigu. please don't search for pink nipples. Pineapple.com. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, so for myself, you can find myself on uh, Instagram. My handle would be hashtag Harantay. But of course, Wait, if hashtag? you want to hashtag? Yeah, hashtag, yes, okay. hashtag. I don't know why people actually made hashtags all of it. I don't even know why. But anyway, so if you want to follow me, you can actually take a look at my profile at Instagram. It will be at 
Heron Tay. No, not the bird one. I mean, H-A-R-O-N-T-A-Y. And that's pretty much it. That's mostly where I'm, I spend like five minutes of my day on it. That's about it. So if you want to have any inquiries on voiceovers, then perhaps you can actually drop me a message and I'll probably get back to you in seven days or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> if you're looking for more risque content, you can there go you to go. www.onlyfans.com slash pink pineapple nipple. <laughs> Where's the hair on though? <laughs> no! No hair. No. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks so much. Um... Ben and I both gave toasts. So how about you? Heron does the final toast. All right. So here's my first attempt. This is actually my first time in officially 30 years of trying this. But to good health, wealth, and also the experiences we won't know and the endings we'll never discover. I hope not. I don't actually know what. I'm actually very, 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 very drunk. They got me drunk before I got into the studio. But what I'm trying to say is, Everyone have good time. (laughs) (laughs) To pink pink nipples and pink pineapples. And never saying pop. And never saying pop. And never saying no. No. What? What? (laughs) No. 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 No